I really believe we all deserve healing and to be whole in ourselves. And also, like, if we are gonna fight and win, like, we need, we need to do that healing. We're shaped by these larger political contexts that um, plays out in our body in ways that we don't even realize. We can't even, like, get along with each other. Like, how are we gonna yeah. create a new society that we're dreaming of? We are not only fighting externally for the world we want to live in, but actually building that internally um, as part of a catalyst for that to be um, spread. Welcome to Bodyscapes, Ecologies of Freedom, Shapes of Liberation. A podcast that explores embodiment through the lens of collective healing and liberation made by Rusty Paulette and Aliana Rubin. We're seeking to make connections across a variety of healing and movement locations through engaged explorations of social and ecological justice, trauma and oppression, and somatics and healing. We discuss the ways that our bodies and communities are shaped by political, social, and ecological forces and we reflect on the kind of transformation that is possible through somatic practice. What is possible when we center the body in movements for justice? What stories do our individual and collective bodies want to tell that will help us better understand where we're at and where we're going? On Bodyscapes, we draw on resources held in our communities, including books, poetry, and embodied practices and rituals. Bodyscapes is about breaking down the walls of academia, capitalism, and professionalism. We use our own bodies and connections as a source of constructing knowledge, along with lifting up generations of powerful grassroots work towards healing and justice. We hope to bring emergent ideas rooted in an anti-colonial discourse of healing connections with ourselves, each other, our ancestors, and the land. We believe it is important to further the work being done to integrate healing into political spaces and political analysis into healing spaces. Building the skill to listen deeply to our bodies and the land is an integral part of dismantling economies based on extraction of people's labor and the Earth's resources. Our embodiment can become an act of resistance. And I'm Allie. Rusty and I are graduate students in the Embodiment Studies program at Goddard College. We both have somatic practices grounded in the lineages of the Strozzi Institute and generative somatics. Most importantly, we're both queer, witchy Tauruses. Today we're going to be talking a bit about um, why we're doing this podcast and our hopes and dreams and um, what we're bringing to it. So uh, we're just going to be asking each other some questions and hopefully sharing with y'all um, a bit about the background and how we got here and um, our intentions for the rest of the episodes we'll be doing. 
So, um, yeah, we wanted to start off just by talking about what what some of our goals are in sharing this. And um, Rusty, maybe you can start us off and talk about your um, your hopes for sharing this podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I think some of my goals for sharing this podcast are just around um, wanting to sort of connect with um, a larger group of people who are having these conversations around um, politicized somatics and what it means to be in a body in this world that we live in. Um, it feels like there's, it's a growing conversation, but it doesn't feel like there's a lot of connection points. Um, and so, yeah, just to sort of increase the, the, the conversation. Um, and then I think also just to have a chance to be able to chat with you and um, really flesh some of these ideas out that I know we've both been thinking about. Um, this feels like a good way to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really appreciate what you're saying and just being, it feels very clear to me that um, doing this podcast is really like both um, a resource for each other and ourselves and also, you know, the hope being that it's something that um, is useful to contributing to broader conversations around the intersections of somatics and social justice and social transformation. Um, and yeah, I kind of, it makes me think, I wonder if you would want to share anything. It makes me think about just sort of like DIY culture and how we can be in the conversations ourselves as part of a way of like learning and building skills and analysis um, rather than like turning to professionalism and um, in our case, like both of us are in graduate school and this is, you know, a big piece of what we're studying is um, politicized healing and somatics. So just like looking at it from that lens of like, how are we breaking down the walls of academia and professionalism to really share ideas and resources? And um, I don't know if you have anything else to share on that, but that just made me think about um, some of the ways that you and our communities have created cultures in which resources are shared freely. Like the yeah, power yeah, that. I love that. I love that way of framing it. I mean, I think that, yeah, definitely cuts to the heart of what we both kind of talked about wanting out of this and um, just, yeah, being able to construct knowledge on our own and um, uh, through conversation um, as a way of like pulling out the knowledge that we both hold um, in our own bodies and then connecting with other people. Um, yeah, as a way of just... Uh, well, well, I think, you know, a big part of it is, like, lifting up voices that don't um, get lifted up within academia and um, and also just coming at it from the discourse of somatics is not, even though we're in an embodiment studies program, I feel like it's not really what academia does well. I think maybe both of us kind of grew up with the DIY culture and, like, sharing knowledge through zines and, like, um, creating spaces together to... Um, do art together and music together and having things start from the bottom up and be emergent. Yeah. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. 
I think what you were just saying about, um, yeah, sort of this balance of really honoring the wisdom and knowing that we have in our own bodies and generating that from the bottom up, um, that, yeah, that's a really core value and also wanting to really honor and lift up the voices of people who have made really important and deep and powerful contributions to these fields, um, both inside and outside of academia. I think for me, mostly outside of academia um, are the sources I found most compelling. Um, but yeah, just having having a venue to to explore books and poetry and um, practices and just different things that um, are really held in our communities and aren't necessarily like, yeah, shared as widely or documented um, and wanting to be part of contributing to that field and also just like making those connections and um, weaving yeah, weaving people and resources and communities together uh, to further build power and um, healing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and maybe I can ask you the question, and we can both answer this question, but um, what is it about just the work of somatics in general um, that, that you really care about that really drives the, the work that you're doing? Yeah, for me, coming from, I've, I've sort of been in um, what feels like two parallel and sometimes intersecting worlds around um, healing work and political organizing. And the somatic work that I've um, been in for the past uh, several years through generative somatics has really woven those together in a powerful way. Um, and in both of those areas, in like healing spaces, I've felt a real lacking of political analysis. I mean, everything from just like straight up culturally appropriative um, healing work that, um, yeah, is colonialist and um yeah just not not in alignment with my values um from that even to just like the ways that um that we separate out like oh I'm gonna go get a massage or I'm gonna go to therapy or I'm gonna go do this self-care that's like outside of our movement work um and so just really seeing that range of lacking of integration in the healing world around a political framework and then also how, uh, especially when it comes to healing trauma, how important it is to have a sort of a framework and analysis that centers the social and ecological context in which that trauma occurred um, because it just feels really important to, to just acknowledge that like these things that we go through are often and almost always like so much a part of the conditions we're in, whether that's patriarchy or racism or transphobia, that the things we experience um, are not and really should not be 
isolated from the broader context they're in um because when they are it's also that's part of what breeds this idea that like things are our fault or if only we did better these things wouldn't happen or we were asking for it or like all of that kind of rhetoric that really places so much blame on an individual for what is like a massive social um system of oppression so um yeah I really care about bringing that political framework to healing work um and integrating them and then in political organizing yes I think I already spoke to this a little bit but just seeing the ways that healing work is sort of seen as this like thing maybe that you do outside or maybe not and like some judgments around it of like oh that's really woo woo or soft or whatever um you know I can resonate with some of that at some times and also uh have seen the ways that people's own trauma and internalized oppression really plays out in movement organizations and causes so much breakdown and um, splitting in our movements. So it's really, it's beyond, like, I really believe we all deserve healing and to be whole in ourselves for the sake of just our own, that we deserve that as beings on the earth to heal and be whole. And also, like, if we are going to fight and win, like, we need we need to do that healing. We need to be in this process where we can unpack some of this stuff and really interrupt these cycles of oppression and not play them out on each other. Um, so that within our movements, we are not only fighting externally for the world we want to live in, but actually building that internally, um, as part of a catalyst for that to be, um, spread. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I really connect so much with everything you said. Um, and particularly, yeah, I just, I feel like one of the things that really drove me to this work in general, um, was yeah, being a part of movement spaces and being a part of activist groups and, um, us having these lofty ideals about, um, the world we wanted to create, and then um, just seeing all of those organizations, and I really mean all of those organizations, like almost everyone I've been a part of, just collapse and fall apart, and like when um, we can't even like get along with each other, like how are we going to yeah. create a new society that we're dreaming of? And and I think just you know my perspective is that so much of that has to do with our own trauma and the ways that we're shaped by these larger political contexts um, and how that plays out in our body in ways that we don't even realize it. And, um, yeah, how we just end up reproducing those patterns and then playing them out on each other. Um, whether that's a result of our trauma or whether it's a result of conditioning under capitalism or under all these other systems that shape us. And so I think really putting the light on that um, opens up a lot of possibility for um, for political spaces and for activism to, yeah, to at least, if nothing else, to at least, like, understand the dynamics that are shaping the ways that we interact with each other and um, opens up choice for us to, to do it differently and, like, really actually have the power to create these, um, yeah, to create something new and not just reproduce the old systems that we're fighting against. Mm -hmm.
Learning about the theory and practice of somatics was deeply compelling, but it was really my own lived, embodied experience of healing through somatics that inspired me to become a somatic practitioner. There's so many stories I could tell about how somatic healing transformed my life, but I'll just share one. Um, so early on, I was working one-on-one -on -one with a generative somatics practitioner, and we had been working together around an experience of trauma in my past, and I was feeling pretty hesitant to go into it because I feared basically that I would end up in a never-ending pit of despair. Um, but I went in one session and I took a risk and I brought it anyway. The practitioner guided me through, we did different practices including somatic body work and we took it really slow. We were titrating between going into the trauma and then grounding and resilience. And this was markedly different than any other healing work I had ever done in which I often went in so deep and so quick in a kind of catharsis that just entirely overwhelmed my system and left me feeling exhausted and stuck in suffering. So why choose that? Why choose healing if um, I'm left feeling exhausted and stuck, right? But this experience was so radically different in that I was invited to stay present in my body and in my sensations to allow and listen to my body's natural capacity for healing to occur. Um, and one of the foundations of somatic theory is that when we experience a trauma, a survival response occurs, um, right? Fight, flight, freeze, appease. But often due to social conditions, we're not able to discharge this trauma. We're not able to shake off the trauma in the way that all, every other single animal species does. Instead, we swallow, we contain, we hold our breath, and the trauma gets stored in our bodies. Somatic healing gives us another chance. It gives us a chance to go back into our bodies and let that trauma heal and complete. At the end of this session with my practitioner, rather than feeling exhausted and stuck, I left feeling grounded and connected to my wholeness. There was a felt sense of completion. And of course, we're never done with our healing and it's an ongoing journey. But that piece and that layer was complete. Now, I know this may be starting to sound kind of culty or something, and um, I'm definitely not putting forth that somatics is the way or some kind of magical cure, or that a cure is even what is called for. But what I want to communicate is just the incredible integrity of this modality, of somatics, and specifically the lineage of generative somatics. It's a modality that's accountable to personal and collective healing. And in my own commitment to healing through somatics, I've found that a different reality, one in which I experience more agency and freedom in my body and in my life, that reality becomes possible on the other side. So bottom line, it's worth it. We deserve healing, our peoples deserve healing, and our lands deserve healing. Is there anything else that you want to share about what's at your back and that you bring into your somatic practice?
and or like anything you might want to share more explicitly about what you're up to in Philly and the somatic practice you've been developing there? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so I love the question of, of what's at my back. Um, and I, yeah, I think I can, I can start with just uh, sort of similar to what you were saying, like have, just feeling like I have my foot in two different worlds, like feeling world and mm-hmm. um, activist world and um, just so badly wanting those to interact with each other in some way. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like I always had this choice of um, dropping out of activism and focusing on healing or um, I feel like that was like my only choice uh, for a while. And um, once I, I did that, I dropped out of activism and um, went to massage school. Um, I started uh, working with people's bodies and um, just witnessing so much um, trauma. Yeah, I just started to really see the relationship between trauma and the body and and then um, between social conditioning and the body and really starting to put these pieces together and and see that these worlds are out there, whether we see it or not, they're totally linked and trying to kind of try to trace those linkages. Um, And uh, yeah, I I have a practice in Philly right now. Um, I work primarily with... uh, trans and queer folks and um, so much of uh, yeah the social conditioning around gender is like so heavily embodied Um, and so there's a lot of of, I have a lot of uh, passion and desire to help folks heal through that and work through that and and reshape their bodies in ways that work for them and empower them Um, especially in this particular moment that we find ourselves in Um, so, yeah, I think that's what I want to say for now. Yeah, thanks for sharing all that. Yeah, I think for me, it's the things that my back are really doing work around. Um, my, my entry point, really, into political organizing was reproductive justice work um, as a full-spectrum doula. So I was doing... Um, birth work and uh, abortion support, adoption support, really the whole spectrum um, with mostly um, houseless populations in San Francisco, um, also working with some of the folks who were incarcerated and pregnant and birthing um, while in custody and um, really doing that work both in terms of um, being present through such a major somatic, physical, emotional life transition and seeing, um, seeing that what was required and what really like was called on in those moments, both in terms of the person birthing or um, going through an abortion that, and the, and the support is um, that there was just so much wisdom in there for all of the transitions we go through in our lives. Everything from like <laughs> drinking a lot of water and like making sure you're moving fluids through your body to just 
the power of presence and that um, so much of what doulas do is really just be there and sort of be this ground in the room, especially in a hospital environment and especially um, with folks who are still incarcerated and birthing um, to be yeah, to be a grounding in the room that's just sort of steady and saying, like, you got this and um, meeting meeting that person where they're at and that um, that's where so much of, where people are really able to, like, relax into it more um, and that it's not, you know, so many of, even within, like, different healing modalities, there's there can be a really, like, aggressive approach um, that's focused on like catharsis and like getting something out or doing like just very active. And I think, yeah, there's a place and time for all different kinds of healing. But what I really saw was this power of like a set, basically a settled nervous system in the room um, and how that shifted for doctors, for um, nurses, for people, for clients, um, so, yeah, that really led me to want to do that work outside of the context of reproductive justice and bringing, um, yeah, just bringing some of those principles into uh, meeting people through all different stages of life. And then also, of course, the political context of that made me realize, like, oh, right, like, so, so many of us are seeking healing and needing support in the face of really oppressive system, um, whether, yeah, whether that's, whatever that system is, that um, it's just so important to be, it feels important to me to be doing the work from both of those, um, both of those places. So, yeah, that's, that's a big one for me. And then also around, um, ritual and yeah through my doula work and also just through my Jewish practices um growing up and as an adult feeling the power again of really just like being present with transition whether that's acknowledging the change of the seasons or the cycles of the moon um really bringing in that uh, centered awareness to our bodies and what we're moving through and also the environment that we're in um, to really acknowledge acknowledge the passage of time acknowledge um, what we're what we're moving through what we're grieving what we're growing into so I feel like I bring pieces of all of that into my somatic practice the first somatic training that I did with the Jersey Institute was a really profound experience for me. Um, it was a really quick four-day workshop, but even in that time period, I was able to work through some really deeply embedded emotional tension that I didn't even know existed. One of the foundational practices in somatics is a practice called centering. Um, and we were introduced to the practice on the first day of the training. 
And how it works is it's a pretty simple and pretty subtle um, practice that involves um, expanding the body into uh, length, width, and depth. Not an overextension or overexpansion, but a way of just letting the body settle into its natural length, width, and depth. So often we shrink in response to pressure, um, in response to trauma, in response to uh, the social forces that cause us to want to feel small, to want to hide. I know I do. And um, I didn't know to the extent that I did that until this training. Yeah, throughout my life, through so many circumstances and through um, different identities that I navigate, um, it's really been a challenge to show up as my full self. Um, there's really been a lot of pressure to, to hide, to not speak my mind um, when it's dangerous to do so and to just sort of close off to the world. Um, and yeah, I, I held that shape um, for a really long time um, without totally realizing it. And um, when we did this first uh, centering practice, we were um, asked to, to find our body's natural length, right? So that's the stance that we take in the world. Um, uh, that's how we inhabit um, our tallness, our fullness. So, and this is where we really embody our dignity, um, our pride, our sense of purpose. Um, you know, when you get really excited about something and you just kind of stand tall all of a sudden, um, so when I um, inhabited my length, um, I felt such a streaming of energy inside my chest that I nearly passed out. I really didn't know what to do with it. It felt really overwhelming. Um, and it became a, a catalyst into really the work that I have been doing for years now um, through somatics. Yeah, I remember processing um, this event with one of the lead teachers uh, on day maybe three or so of the training and feeling like immediately understood and um, received um, in a way that just uh, allowed for this opening to happen where I just sort of broke down and um, a lot of that energy that was in my chest sort of um, found its way out through <laughs> lots of tears uh, <laughs> and some just really deep processing that, you know, to be quite honest, I wasn't exactly uh, prepared for or knew was, was coming. Um, but it was, um, it was, uh, it was transformative. It, it wasn't um, too much. It was exactly what I needed and what I had sort of been looking for. And, um, allowed yeah on the other side of that four days I was just I was really a different person and again <laughs> not to sound culty it's just that um yeah this methodology is just really effective on the other side of the training after the four days I just remember feeling alive in a way that I hadn't um felt very often before um and sort of present with myself and with my body and with my friends. Um, I remember having a, a phone conversation with someone um, on day three of the training that actually was supposed to be kind of a hard conversation. Um, and I just remember being so present for it that they actually commented and were just like, "What? Is, where are you? Like, what's going on with you right now? 
Um, it was just a really profound change. And um, after that experience, which was, like I said, my first experience training with the Jersey Institute, I, um, I was sold. Yeah, I was really sold on this methodology, on this work, on somatics, on um, the wisdom that is held inside my body. Um, that if I access it, I can really shift a lot of patterns that don't work for me, and I can really heal a lot of pain that I've been holding for so long. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, who we um, think that this podcast is for, like, in terms of, yeah, what is our goal in, like, reaching um, certain audiences and, like, what are we really envisioning? Yeah. Um, Do you have any thoughts on that? That's a good question. Why don't you start us off? (laughs) Okay, sure. Um, Yeah, it is a good question. Let's see. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, like I said before, I'm really interested in connecting different folks around um, the world, really, that are having this conversation, um, that don't know that other people are having the conversation, and, um, yeah, that feels important to me, and I don't know if it's just my particular vantage point or bubble or whatever, but it really feels like a moment where somatics um, is kind of picking up steam. Um, And uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, there, there was another podcast, the healing justice podcast that I I listened to a lot. And one of the folks on there was talking about how somatics um, really like with William Reich, the sort of who's considered one of the founders, at least of the Western lineage of somatics, um, really started talking about these ideas um, during the rise of fascism in Germany and and how it makes a lot of sense that um, at this particular political moment, this conversation is coming back to the forefront. And yeah, I just think it's it, there's so much potential and power when we start bringing our bodies into the question of politics and yeah. the question of organizing and... Yeah, I think people are starting to get really frustrated with ideology and thinking our way out of things and starting to look for uh, deeper answers and looking uh, to the body for that makes a lot of sense. Um, So I don't know if I'm answering the question or just talking around it, but yeah, um, I get um, emails pretty often from people that know I do this work. Um, asked just saying that they don't even know where to start or where to look or how to figure out, uh, you know, what to read or any of that. So I think just offering our conversations as a resource and a starting point um, feels like a, a positive way forward for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree with all of that. I think, um, Yeah, I've been thinking a lot. I th- I think we list. I listened to the same um, Healing Justice podcast episode that you're referencing, and I've been thinking about that piece a lot too. Of like how how needed it is right now in a time where 
um, politically what we're facing so much of is this like isolation and um, tearing people apart from each other and their families and their communities, whether through um, ice raids, uh, border militarism or incarceration. Um, there's just so many ways that this rise of fascism is only increasing our uh, separation from ourselves and each other and it really requires that and so I think yeah it is a moment to be doing this work and offering this work uh, to people who are really impacted by those systems and in terms of this podcast I think really anyone who is wanting to deepen their understanding around somatics whether they're just beginning or have been practicing for years just um, yeah, hoping that this can be a little seed or even just a touch point for people to come back to and reflect on things and um, really wanting to make it as accessible as possible um, so that it doesn't stay sort of siloed off in organizations or, um, you know, people or like having to pay $100 an hour to see a practitioner or something like that, just that um, this work is rooted in a sort of collective orientation to healing and a politicized orientation to healing and wanting to maintain that so that um, people can access it. And yeah, just hoping that the conversations we have can spark ideas and make connections and really catalyze healing and action um, for all of us. So Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hope. <laughs> yeah, totally. We want to change the world. Change the world. Change the world. We want to change the world. We want to change the world. Thank you for listening to Bodyscapes, Ecologies of Freedom, Shapes of Liberation a podcast on embodiment through the lens of collective healing and liberation made by Rusty Paulette and Eliana Rubin. To learn more, you can follow us on Instagram at bodyscapes.podcast.